Aloha, and welcome to episode 9 of Cutting It Close with Cliff Bailey. I am your host, Cliff Bailey. Today on the show, we've got Jason C. Scott, retired United States Army veteran and VP of Lending for the Guaranteed Rate IAEA branch. Yes, he does home loans, all kinds of loans. He'll leave you alone if you tell him to, but uh, he's the kind of guy you don't want to be left alone, to have left. He's a good guy. You want him in your corner. So, uh, yeah, had a really fun, enlightening discussion. I feel like I got to know a little bit uh, the man behind the boom. Um, and I hope you do, too. Yeah, we talk about his time in the Army. Uh, he, was, he was very gracious uh, to open up a little bit about that. Um, yeah, that's something I, I uh, will never be able to relate to many of my uh, brothers and sisters, uh, well, now uh, separated uh, in the military, as I never saw a day of combat, never saw a minute of it, and I am eternally grateful for that, but I am so thankful for our brothers and sisters who have and continue to voluntarily put themselves in harm's way, so uh, raise a glass to the veterans and the men and women of our armed forces today doing just that. Let's see. Yeah, talk about how we got into uh, lending. Um, started off uh, primarily doing um, VA loans uh, for veterans. And with his new office, he's able to do everything on in the kitchen sink. And especially since you're buying a home, you, you want a kitchen sink. So, uh, yeah, it's very inspiring how he's just... Uh, forged his own path, uh, very confident, um, assertive, but not aggressive, uh, and uh, what was I going to say, uh, a humble, yes, very humble, um, so, yeah, um, also uh, released this week in tandem uh, with episode 8, uh, Creighton Long, another army vet, though <laughs> didn't retire, a uh, bit younger than Jason, but uh Still adds uh, a lot of good things to say. There was just something wacky with the RSS feed last week, and got that resolved. Thank goodness. And uh, yeah, we also want to remind you about our our past episodes. Um, trying to keep a very diverse group of guests, um, mostly filmmakers and, and artsy folks on, but uh, with my. Uh, I'll be a brief military background. I am very curious to get uh, vets on. Uh, people from all walks of life, really, because that's a whole, our whole thing. Everyone has a story to tell, and we all benefit from hearing people's stories. So I hope you do benefit from uh, this story today. I know I did. And um, full disclosure, uh, my small but robust media production company, on Media, which uh, is how I, I legitimize this podcast. Um, Jason is also uh, my primary client. I do work for him about three to four times a year. I have a great time doing that. Um, but this is not a uh, an advertisement or a plug. Well, I guess it's a plug. But it's not, it's not a, a paid thing uh, or anything like that. Uh, it's strictly because he is a very interesting fellow. And I uh, wanted to share that. I wanted to get to know him myself a little bit and uh, be able to share that experience with you guys. And ladies and gentlemen, my esteemed audience, yes, thank you. And I do want to thank you for uh, your time uh, spending it with me. Um, 
in, in finding out these stories from folks around Oahu. I will continue to do so, although I uh, mentioned in the mini-episode uh, that directly precedes this, I will be taking a break for a couple weeks, two to three weeks uh, in, in recording uh, conversations, uh, just because I have to focus in on my uh, short movie project, short film project, uh, The Golem's Curse, as well as an upcoming project with Jason. <laughs> um... I don't know if there's going to be a break in episodes or not, but if there is, that's why. Uh, there's one more episode coming out next week with Jeff Orig, uh, getting back to the local filmmaking scene. Uh, he owns his own company, Orig Media, so uh, be watching for that. Um, yeah, otherwise, uh, I'm hoping to get a ton more people on here because uh, I, I really enjoy talking with folks and hearing their stories and uh, putting them out into the world, and I hope you do too. Uh, if, if you do and want to show a little bit of love and support, I uh, would ask that uh, maybe consider donating on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash phazonmedia, or at the very least, uh, just going on iTunes and rating and reviewing it. You know, just doing a little uh, um, five, well, <laughs> five stars would be nice if you feel warranted, but at least three, and maybe a little blurb about... Uh, you know what you enjoy about it and uh, feedback is is welcome of course you can uh, find us on facebook cutting it close podcast um or the phase on media page and just leave feedback there if you think that if there's someone you want to hear on the podcast let me know uh yeah you can follow us on instagram at cutting close pod that's just cutting close pod not cutting it close cutting close pod same with Twitter, and uh, part of the time off, I'll spend kind of ramping up the marketing and um, the the YouTube channel because I haven't done whole much there. Maybe do a little behind the scenes video how I put all this together. It's kind of fun. It's kind of neat. And uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. I think. Let me think. Yes, yes. Uh, I want to continue to uh, shout out to Blue Jacket Authentic Threads. That's bluejacketauthentictreads.com. Uh, threads made by veterans for veterans and you can use the uh, promo code cut it close for uh, free shipping on your first uh, order uh sent by a fellow brother of mine uh johnny haynes uh navy brother and uh he and some pals got together and started making t-shirts for uh navy vets anyone can buy them anyone can wear them but you just better be sure you can back it up with either gushing fandom or uh experience so yeah i think that's that's it for real this time all right please enjoy this conversation with jason scott this is a kind of a long one as well so uh take it in chunks or if you want to take it all at once more power to you but uh nevertheless thank you again for listening um i love that you're listening got one more episode coming out next week for the break and uh here we go. Boom. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a lot better. Recording level down. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right, yeah. Ooh, that still has water in it. Yeah, well, you asked for it. I did, thank you. <laughs> Thought I drank it down. So, yeah, I just like to keep it conversational. Um I've got, you know, just this to help me keep track because I do tend to go on tangents and that actually ends up with more interesting stuff. Oh, that's cool. So that's what I like to go with. Um, But um, yeah, let's start off like, 
how did you, I know you and I have talked about this, yep. so I know it's going to be repetitious a little bit, but uh, <laughs> hopefully the folks who listen haven't heard it yet. Whoa. Oh, hey, lunchtime. Lunchtime, time to have <laughs> protein shake. Yay. Ah. Um, you want to get that real quick? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got coffee. It's different. Right on. Um, yeah, so how did you get into, um, you're, you're a loan officer. Yep. Uh, started your own branch. Yep. Um, a year ago, you are saying? Uh, I started in January of this year. January of this year. Okay. Okay. So um, how did you get into that whole, uh, whole field? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as you well know, and, and it's funny because a lot of people ask that. They see me, and, and as you know, I'm kind of larger than life mm-hmm. when it comes to just passion and explaining stuff and and uh because of my background you know 20 years in the army and we worked together over there at the uh, well formerly known as joint pow mi accounting command but yeah. uh, you know i spent most of my life as a door kicker and uh so yeah so when it came time to retire you know this definitely was not on my hmm. uh radar yeah <laughs> so to speak as yeah. far as like what are you gonna do right mm-hmm. uh but basically what happened was about uh, you know, uh, about three years before I retired, we bought our second home using my VA home loan benefit. Mm-hmm. And when we did, um, I used a, a different lender. It was my previous employer, so mm-hmm. uh, but not to uh, to say who it is. But mm-hmm. basically, when I when we went through the process, um, our loan originator at the time, um, we just really hit it off. Uh, mm-hmm. The education piece. He didn't try to sell me anything. Um, just you know, reaffirmed what I had done on my own research mm-hmm. and. Uh, <clears throat> from there, uh, we became like brothers. I hmm. always called him my, my, my little big brother because he's mm-hmm. literally like five foot two. <laughs> um, and then about a you know year goes by, we're uh, throughout you know we'd long since had closed off the uh, on the home and and uh, we just continued to do stuff together. His family, my family, we do mm. Thanksgiving together, you mm. know, New Year's and mm-hmm. and New Year's of uh, two thousand. Let's see, 2013, mm-hmm. going into 2014, mm-hmm. we're sitting on his lanai watching the fireworks, and at the time his home was in uh, Mililani, so you could see the whole nice. um, uh, landscape of, uh, of home Pearl home. Harbor and, and all that, right? So literally yeah. from you know from your right limit to your left limit, you're just seeing fireworks going off all over the place, yeah. crazy, right? Yeah. Like it does every year, you know, right. it's just nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he just looks at me, he's like, Jay, so have you ever thought about what you're gonna do when you retire? Mm-hmm. And, you know, my first response was, well, yeah, you know, I'll probably go join um, private sector, do some teamwork and, hmm. you know, go kick down doors in the private sector. Hmm. And uh, he was like, well, you know, that's kind of a dangerous way to make a living. And I was like, well, the pay that they can offer is what will allow me to continue to live here and retire here, which is what I fell in love with 25 years prior. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Jay, why mm-hmm. don't you come work for me? Huh. And uh, <laughs> my immediate response was, Dude, I don't want to do commission sales. And he got so pissed off. Um, <laughs> never seen such a little man get so excited. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's like, did I ever sell you anything? And uh, I had to think about it. I was like, well, actually, no, you didn't. You, you just kind of really affirmed, reaffirmed and taught me how the process worked. And he's like, exactly. He's like, look, hmm. you've taught foreign nationals, foreign dignitaries how to shoot, move, and communicate in different languages He's like, you understand the numbers thing. You're great with people, and you've taught people. He goes, you could do this. You could do very well. Hmm. So I was like, well, you know, let me think about it. Let me talk to the wife because she's ultimately the the main boss of the house, right? right. So happy wife, happy life. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> discuss it with her. And <clears throat> at the time, she was a she was working for the state for the Department of Financial Institutions, uh, which as as an auditor, her oh. job was to audit mortgage and lending institutions, right? Hmm. So. Okay. 
she was like, yeah, Jay, I see, you know, files all the time of people that are just horrible Mm -hmm. and what they do to clients. And she's like, you're such a good person. Yeah, you could probably do really well with this. Hmm. So I said, okay. (laughs) And um, fast forward a few years later, or fast forward not even a month later, Mm -hmm. um, I said, okay, let's do this. And uh, what does that look like? How do I do it? You know, how do I just go from, you know, army to this? Mm -hmm. Um, So it was like February 14 then? Yeah, February 14. Okay. And uh, I was like, there's got to be a, a path or something I can do while still being in the Army to at least learn the trade and, and learn what I need to learn, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, great. I'll put you on a team. Um, you'll have a support system. And you can slowly, you know, by, over the next couple of years, hone your craft to mm-hmm. where once you retire, it's it's literally no transition at all. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Um, so, you know, submit the resume, did the background check, all that blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. HR says, yep, he's good to go. And I was hired in a part-time capacity. But okay. as you well know, and as we're sitting here in my office on a Sunday yeah. on July 4th weekend, uh-huh. um, there's nothing part-time about this job. And mm. me being a type A personality, I pretty much, you know, any spare time I had, I devoted into learning more about the business, which then in turn empowered myself as well because I learned more about what it was I had went through. Mm-hmm. Uh, real fast forward about six months. Um, well, yeah, six months, July, August time frame of 2014, mm-hmm. uh, the team that I was on, the team leader ended up opening up his own branch for the same company in another location in okay. San Diego. So at that point, it was kind of like, well, Jay, yeah, the team's falling apart, uh, sink or swim. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, well, okay. But I'd already uh, seen some momentum, was doing well, and then uh, my partner currently, uh, Rory, we kind of had a gentleman's bet. We said, okay, the first one to this loan amount or this uh, loan volume amount Mm -hmm. gets to be the new team leader. And we kind of shook hands on it. So of course me, my competitive side was Uh like, do whatever it took. And then fast forward about another six months, February of the following year, 2015, Mm -hmm. I had reached that goal in record time. They hadn't had anybody that was so new to the industry be Mm -hmm. able to do that. Mm -hmm. So they, they, uh, rewarded me with my own team. Awesome. And, uh, so, Rory joined my team and then we, we, we just, we grew from there. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's weird. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh man, transitioning from military to civilians tough. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest because of the type of business I'm in, mm-hmm. the fact that it has right and left limits mm. is very similar, you know, to being in the military. Sure, right. Sure. You have standard operating procedures. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I tell people we have our own set of TTPs, techniques, tactics, and, and, um, practices right okay so the the transition wasn't as bad for me i, I didn't think okay uh, be, because i had my box to play in right? sure sure um, and to push those limits and, mm-hmm. and and uh so then you fast forward all the way to 2016 okay last year yeah. and uh february of last year mm-hmm. and we're just we're really starting to make a buzz as you know we you know we filmed the commercial and, mm-hmm. and uh people know us as you know boom team boom yeah right? and uh you know serving you with veracity right that's what, what it's supposed to mean and, and ah, that's what it is okay so at that time now because i'm my team and i were starting to make such a <clears throat> large dent i guess is the best way to put it or mm-hmm. because people are starting to know who we are mm-hmm. now you have the headhunters from other companies coming out of the world ah. right and there was about four or five different people um that had expressed interest and and uh one of them uh my, my current mentor now was like jay we'd really like you to open up your own branch with us here mm. at guaranteed rate. Mm-hmm. And I, 
I know for a fact the main reason why she won out over everybody else is because when we initially met, I said, well, um, this is an awesome opportunity. However, I need to at least give my current boss um, a heads up that I am being recruited and at least give him the first right of refusal. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. And I'm sure that he's going to have some things to tell me that I might not want to hear, but I need to hear. Mm-hmm. And she completely respected that. She's like, of course. And so, of course, I did. I let Tony know that, hey, this is kind of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking about it, you know, because we had had private conversations before where I would mentioned that, you know, I'd, ultimately I wanted to be able to have my own shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, as I thought he told me some things i needed to hear not necessarily what i wanted to hear sure sure and he said jay you're not ready this so at that time he's like i don't think you're ready to be a branch manager there's still some more stuff you need to learn Mm. and uh so i said okay so what what do we do and he's like well let's come up with a plan Mm -hmm. um to where you know you meet these benchmarks and you consistently you know get better at your crap blah blah blah. um and i could see you opening up a a, a new branch for me Mm. so i was like okay win-win perfect scenario mm-hmm. went back to the the offer and i said you know um after consideration i don't think i'm ready based off of some of the advice given to me from my my mentor right uh i'm gonna have to pass it this time and and she was like you know no worries um we only recruit the best but you know i'd like to stay in touch it's like of course definitely you know you never want to you never want to burn bridges and you never want to close doors right. Right? right so um so going through 2016 yeah we just started uh we really refined our systems mm-hmm. um, and just started. It, it was just, we were very blessed. Our team grew to about 10 people. So, which was one of the larger teams in my previous company. They, they didn't even have branch networks that were like entire branches that were as big as my team. basically. Wow. So it was, it was crazy. Uh-huh. So you fast forward to about uh, October timeframe of 2016. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, um, my current mentor, she was still, you know, keeping in touch, you know, she'd fly over to the islands once, you know, about once every six weeks and we'd connect and just say hi and, nice. you know, go out to dinner, just keep, you know, cause she's a great person. Mm-hmm. Um, her husband's prior service as well. So it was just, it was just neat. She was a, if anything, someone that I was able to be a part of a mastermind group with. Mm-hmm. So it was very important to, um, keep that connection. Nice. So when I spoke with my uh, previous employer and, and I said, okay, um, you know, this is what we've done. I'd like to circle back to our conversation and that we had in February. You know, we're mm-hmm. getting we're about six months out from when supposedly we would open up a new branch. Mm-hmm. What do you think? And he's like, Jay, yeah, you've you've literally um, you've blown it out of the park. You've exceeded everything I've asked you to do. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. Uh, I've kind of had a change of heart. I I really don't want to open up another branch and compete against myself. Hmm. And I was just like, Wow, okay, interesting. Um, so yeah, that uh, that that conversation didn't quite go the way you know because you, yeah. you, you plan in your war game and you're like okay, I'm expecting this maybe this mm-hmm. that wasn't even one of my courses of action so yeah. bad on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right, uh, thank you for your your candor. Um, you've got to do what you know what's what's right for you and your family and your business. This is your business. I mm-hmm. get it, um, but I now have to do what's best for my family and yeah. and he didn't even let me finish. He says, yeah, and your business as well. I was like, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I called up my mentor that same day, in fact, um, my current mentor, yeah. and uh, Miss Sherry. And I said, you know, uh, things look like they might be changing. Just wondering, do you still have that branch opportunity available? And what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And her immediate response was, I will be there in two days. Oh, wow. Um, that just kind of floored me. I was like, okay. So yeah. she flew out here and, uh, you know, we started discussing uh, what each of ours vision 
look like as far as a new branch and what did that encapsulate and how mm-hmm. did that fall into the GR brand and all that nature. And, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was great. I mean, I love brainstorming when mm-hmm. I love visionaries for one. And sure. I, um, I love surrounding myself with people that have experience that far surpass what I have, but mm. then are also willing to share that experience right. and they expect you to do the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I love that about her. And, mm. uh, so she's like, well, let me put together an offer and, and, uh, let you think about it. And that was around just before, um, Thanksgiving of last year. Okay. Yeah. So they, uh, they sent me an offer and it was a, a pretty amazing offer. Um, and I said, okay, again, I still have to go back to my boss at least, you know, I, I wanted to keep it on the up and up and say, of course. Okay, you know, give them at least one last chance as well to see if they were willing to change their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I met with them, uh, they, they were not, okay. they were like, yep. and he, he just basically said, Jay, he goes, you know what? You have an amazing offer. And honestly, if, if somebody had given me this offer, I don't even know if I could turn it down. Mm. So that made me feel good. But at the same time, it kind of made me feel bad because I was really kind of hoping that they'd be like, well, you know what? Let's, let's stick to the original plan and let's do it. Right? Yeah. Um, hmm. but he did give me my blessing. He said, you know, I wish you well, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So the, the following Monday after Thanksgiving, I, I made the official announcement, um, gave my resignation mm-hmm. and which was great because it allowed me the entire month of December to really just dive into the business details, come up with the business plan for the first 180 days of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, share that with my current, you know, my boss and my mentor now, mm-hmm. um, and say, this is what I'm thinking. This is what it, what it looks like. Uh, what do you think? And then we just kept tweaking, kept tweaking. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and it was, so it was good. So I got to do that. Uh, my wife, you know, she, because I left, she had to leave mm. as well, which sure. is still kind of murky, but, mm. um, cause she didn't necessarily work for me, but, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so, mm. um, and I just said, well, you know, your position is definitely be needed at the new branch. Um, <laughs> there's no reason why you can't work for us. And of course, Corbett was like, yeah, definitely. You know, mm. with her, her connections and her sphere of influence. So, nice. uh, January 3rd, we opened up doors um, <laughs> out of our kitchen because we were ah. waiting for this, uh, the contract to go through on, on this lease. Mm-hmm. And then February 23rd is when we officially actually were able to uh, work out of this office nice. when uh, the licensing was complete and the reno was done. And, mm-hmm. and pretty much it's just been gangbuster since, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that's in a nutshell how I went from being just a, a grunt that eats crayons for a living, <laughs> kicking down doors to now um, helping veterans. And, and that's the other thing, too, is mm. my, my current, you know, obviously my passion is the VA loan. However, uh, I have a company now that allows me to do all types of loan products. Right. So I get to share that passion with anyone that comes through the door, no matter whether they're a veteran or just a, uh, you know, just a civilian. Sure. So, um, so it's been kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it's been really neat. And we've been very blessed. Um, you know, people say, well, man, you, you're crushing it. Ever, you know, there's this uh, saying that says, you, you, you see my glory, but you don't know my story. I don't mm. know who originally coined that, but um, there's a lot of truth to that, that there's a lot of grinding. You know, there's a lot of, um, right. you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes that most people don't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, and I'll be honest, I didn't, there was a lot of it that I wasn't even aware of. You mm-hmm. know, I knew how to run a team very efficiently. Now you open up a branch to where you have the potential to have each um, team member create their own team, right? Mm, and then okay. you've got all the responsibilities that come with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, it's not so much different, but there's just more nuances to it, right? Sure. So, and I'm not exactly the most political <laughs> person. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I am trying to get better because I do, like I said, my, my mentor, she's an amazing lady. And mm-hmm. 
and I do feel that we're very well connected as far as the way we think. Uh, she's much more articulate than I am. <laughs> so, um, but it's, you know, uh, I always say you got to be green and growing, not ripe and rotting. And, and I'm mm -hmm. not even uh, coining that phrase originally. That was actually my old boss that used to say that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's some definite truth to that. You know, you've got to be willing to understand that you don't know it all. Mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, embrace the fact that there's new stuff coming down the pipe and that you can always get better. And mm -hmm. I always tell people you want to, you want to hone the wheel. You don't want to create a new wheel, right? Right. So just make the wheel more efficient. And, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, so that's kind of how we went. I was going to ask, uh, what do you attribute your success to? But that sounds kind of like it, um, uh, being green and growing, not ripe and rotting and looking for new stuff, but. Well, it's so crazy because 44 year old Jason, that's me now. Yeah. <laughs> compared to 34 year old or 24 year old Jason. Yeah, sure. Completely different people. You Absolutely. know, 24 year old Jason hadn't deployed eight times. Ah, you know? uh -huh. um, 34 year old Jason had deployed a couple times, but uh, obviously as you grow older, you have to reflect, show self-reflection. You've got to be willing to learn from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. I always tell people, I am not afraid to eat the frog. Mm. Uh, one of the things I, I love to tell people is like, look, you can't hurt me or take away my birthday, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or you can't eat me or take away my birthday. Excuse yeah. me. Um, so I don't mind making the mistakes. I nobody wants to make mistakes. Of course. But if I, if I make them, I don't, I don't mind saying, yeah, that's my bad. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. um, we're all human. We all, we all do this. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's the biggest biggest difference is that uh, you you get what you see right right you're, you're, uh, you see what you get mm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we uh, we take pride in the fact that we're going to we don't we, we want you to understand that we want you to we're going to tell you what you need to hear not what you necessarily want to hear okay yeah so mm -hmm. uh, and for most people that's refreshing you still have a very small minority out there that just want you to give them rainbows unicorns and lollipops but mm -hmm. that's that's just not who we are mm -hmm. um, it's, it wastes your time and ours as well. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's the success comes from a lot of different places. You got to have your own inner drive. Mm. Um, you got to surround yourself, like I said, with people smarter than you mm. that have experience that are willing to share with you, and then mm. at the same time take that experience that they're sharing with you and pass that on to others. Yeah. Um, nobody ever did it on their own. Mm -hmm. um, and that's so. That's kind of where I'm at in the point in my life now. Is like yes. Uh, we have a branch where, uh, by you know, as far as the paper goes, you know, whether you're black or red, we are considered successful because we're not red, we're in the black. Nice. Um, but to me, a measure of success would be to see all of my fellow teammates that work here at the branch to achieve that same type of success. Mm -hmm. And then again, also pass it on to help others do that as well. Sure. So that's kind of the uh, the big boulder that we're pushing up the hill now is okay. trying to go that route, right? Mm -hmm. So, but uh, yeah. Uh, success comes from all different avenues, your family, spiritual, um, mm. spiritual is a big one. Mm. Um, even though I don't attend church on a regular basis, mm -hmm. I, my wife bought me this, this great book, uh, it's called more than conquerors mm. and it's kind of like a supplement to the Bible. Sure. Uh, it's, you know, but I'll be honest, I don't have the patience to read the Bible, especially <laughs> in the vernacular that they use. Yeah. But this book is actually pretty cool. Each day is a different passage. Hmm. Uh, it talks about things that really, as of recently, um, kind of hit home. You know, it's hmm. talking about like, you know, you're not going to have more than you can handle. God's always there. Mm -hmm. um, he won't let you fall or falter. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, it's being able to put things in perspective and realize, yeah. okay, you know what? There's people that have it way worse than me. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so, I honestly can't sit there and be like, you know, okay, so we, 
we only helped six veterans last month. Well, guess what? We helped six veterans. Yeah. You know, there's people that are needing help that didn't get help at all, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's that's the thing is putting it in perspective and realizing that, hey, the lights are still on. Yeah. We all have you know food on our table and, mm-hmm. and a roof over our heads, and, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest thing. And as long as I can keep everyone here employed, um, that that's the bonus right there, right? Mm-hmm. And they're happy, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody wants to come to work. So yeah. Um, so, yeah. So cool. It's, it's a group effort. Yeah. <laughs> now, has um, religion or spirituality been a big part of your life for, like, a long time? Or is that kind of a recent development? Because what comes to mind for me, especially with your Army background, is the saying, there's no atheists in foxholes. Oh, gosh, yeah. People say that. That's a, um, I find it to be a bit overstated, but I figured, hey. Yeah. Um, what are you, what's your thoughts? It's weird. Growing up... Um, I was kind of the geeky kid. I was really, hmm. uh, I, I did very well in baseball and choir. I, oh. I, I was part of, you know, an all-state, all-northwest no choir. All, yeah, I know. That doesn't surprise uh, me. <laughs> you got a good bass tenor voice. Well, that's, that's where I was. I was a bass, right? Awesome. And, uh, huh. But uh, I joined this organization called Campus Life. Hmm. Um, it's a Christian-based organization, basically a way for you to meet other fellow Christians after school, that type of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I was really into it. Hmm. Um, graduated high school, went uh, to California, down in Los Angeles, went to college for a little while, played some baseball, joined a group called Campus After Dark. Oh. Same kind of thing, right? Cool. Um, and then had a real dark part of my life. Hmm. Um, this is in college? Yeah, college slash just... Right yeah. after? Yeah, right okay. after, right? Yeah. And, uh, uh, where'd you go to school? Um, I went to Southern Cal, USC. Oh, cool. Yep. Awesome. And uh, like I said, hit a dark period in my life. Hmm. Um, that just happens. Made some, uh, made some choices that to this day you look back and you're like, Play them in your head. I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? <laughs> yeah, um, every day. So yeah, <laughs> I feel you. But uh, um, fast forward from there, I mm-hmm. so yeah. When I was during that time, yeah, I wasn't really too spiritual. Mm, okay. Um, was married after I moved back to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Again, wasn't too spiritual. That marriage didn't last. I was blessed though by a son um, mm. who to this day has blessed me with. Um, well, he's only blessed me with two grandchildren. However, is uh, the mothers of his his daughters have two additional grandchildren or babies as well, so uh. I technically have six grandbabies under the age of four. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but That's yeah, so uh, joined the army. Um, just was I, I needed some direction and some purpose, uh-huh. right? Originally, intent was to join the army for a couple of years to help get my anger under control because the, mm. the first marriage went so poorly. Mm. Um, but but you, were, guy, you were young then when I, you married I, I first. Was, yeah, I was uh, 22 wow. when I we married and mm-hmm. 23 as a dad. And, mm-hmm. You know, not too uncommon from there's, there's people yeah. today, right? Oh, yeah. No, I know plenty um, like that. But, but uh, yeah, so um, went through the first marriage. Like I said, it was a bust. Mm. Was Joined the Army to basically get my life right. Like mm. I said, I was going to try to do it for a couple of years and then mm-hmm. end up taking to it like a duck takes the water. Mm. Met my second wife mm-hmm. um, <laughs> in the army, and okay. that lasted about six years. Mm. Um, most of which I was either deployed or training. No children. Mm. Um, both realized that that was just a miserable part of our lives that we wanted to. Well, that's tough. Excise from right. Yeah, so, when you're gone. I mean, yeah, I, I, I I get it. You know, <laughs> hold the folks who, who who make it through the deployments like in, in high esteem. Not not that you know like not. I'm not less condoning esteem. that because someone deploys that you should get divorced. But right. I do right. Uh, celebrate the fact for those that can put up with that yeah um, it's tough because when you look across the board uh married couples in the military you know you got two types you've got mm. the codependent spouse that literally does not know what to do with themselves mm. when the other spouse is either gone or deployed mm-hmm. or you have the independent spouse that knows exactly what they can do right and i'm not making a gender specific either because sure. you have both right it's yeah. just um 
So my second spouse was one of those codependent ones. Mm. I didn't realize that when we were dating. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this was someone that had never moved out of the state of Tennessee. Mm. Um, we had PCS to Hawaii. Uh. She, it was just, and then I'd be in gone all the time. Just, right. you know, it was one of those things that it just was a perfect storm, mm. right? Um, you know, and it didn't help that when we got married, her her father had said that, uh, why would you want to marry him? He'll always be poor, ah. which is kind of weird because I still remember that. You know, normally you try to, like, discard stuff that's negative, but that's one of the things that always drives me mm. today. You know, oh. just to... You know, not that I have mm-hmm. to prove anything to that man or yeah. that family, but it's just, um, so yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, went through the second divorce mm-hmm. and then I met my current wife, mm-hmm. um, later on in life mm-hmm. and I still, she'd went through, uh, two deployments with me, mm-hmm. um, one while we were dating and it really helped us, uh, focus on our communication skills, you know, sure. uh, via email, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so again, as you get older, you mm-hmm. know, it's funny because I, I can remember being that 22 year old kid and all you're doing, you're just looking at who's hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like who is that person that I want to mm-hmm. be on my arm with. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, the second marriage was more of, man, I just don't want anyone near like the other wife. Right. Uh. <laughs> and that wasn't exactly <laughs> the right choice. Either. Um. Um, and then by the time I met, uh, my current wife, like I said, we've been literally married since 2009, so ah, eight years awesome. the longest. It's been amazing. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. You have your bumps and bruises and all that, too, but that's, yeah. that's marriage. But as you get older, you realize that it's it, you both have to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely don't look anything like I did when she first met <laughs> me. Um, so the fact that she's still with me, I'm very mm-hmm. fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Gaining 80 pounds since getting mm-hmm. out of the Army is kind of, whew. Yeah, um, it happens. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, it was just it's just a different stage of life so yeah to, to talk about the spirituality I didn't really mm. have it until um, and I, I didn't even really have it when I met Ray Lee my current mm. wife my man the last and forever wife yes um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly it was I didn't really reconnect until about a about a year ago mm. um, just uh, my mom had actually sent me another similar book to what my wife had bought me at mm. Christmas time but she sent it to me on my birthday it mm-hmm. was just you know things to she, she she could tell by whenever we would talk, she could hear the exhaustion in my voice and mm. all that. And she's like, mm-hmm. you know, you need to, you know, pray to God. And my mom had went through a divorce with my father. You know, they'd been married 40 plus years. Oh, and wow. Went through a divorce. So mm-hmm. she became very spiritual and she's very active in her church now. Awesome. And it gives her a, a source of strength, which I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, uh, like I said, I don't, I don't really, um, I'm not the guy that goes to church. That's not me. Mm-hmm. However, Rory is an ordained minister, has been one for over 20 years. No kidding. Um, He preaches here at the Inspire Church, um, sometimes the one down in the Milani Gulch or one there in uh, Wykele. But um, I love getting in conversations with him, Mm -hmm. especially uh, theological or uh, otherwise, But uh, because he he does put a a unique perspective on stuff. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times I'll, I'll be sitting there getting ready to reply to someone, and then I'll be typing it, and I'll be speaking it out loud. And he's like, Jay, and I'm like, all right, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> all right, what would you say? <laughs> so uh, it, it's cool. cool. We, we definitely uh, balance each other out because he is very, um, very well-rounded person. I, I, mm. I love him like a brother, literally. He's uh, good people, and, and uh, he helps mm. keep me balanced, right? He helps keep me humble. Yeah. Uh, my wife does that very well as well. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, so uh, I, I, I definitely... I get it now. I understand why. Hmm. Um, you have that inner life. Yeah, right. Sorted. You know, yeah. Um, and everybody talks about, you know, there's uh, 
you have what's called the wheel of life, right? Mm. Uh, if, if you were to take your life and draw a circle, mm-hmm. you know, there's like seven or eight points. I mean, I shouldn't say everybody, but like mm. your big, uh, like Tony Robbins type people, okay. John Lahan, those type of guys, right? Mm. And you got to have your spiritual, your mental, yeah. um, physical, you know, all the different attributes. And mm-hmm. you rate yourself on a one to 10 mm-hmm. on each one of those spokes of the wheel. Mm. So, Obviously, if you're someone that really thinks a lot of yourself and you give yourself all tens, you obviously have the perfect wheel. Mm. Um, I tend to be hypercritical <laughs> myself, so my wheel kind of looks like a pentagram. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, but uh, so that's and then when you, once you can identify that, then that's that shows you the areas that you need to work on. But what's crazy? That's always an evolving process. You aspire mm. to probably either have all sevens or all eights. I mean, yes, you would love to be all tens, but mm-hmm. let's be honest, we're not perfect. Nobody right. is. Yeah. Um, but you know, like work life balance, you know, mine's way out of whack. Mm. You know, I am a 10 at work, but mm-hmm. I'm probably a two at life right now. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, I would say I'm probably a six or seven spiritually. Mm. I, I probably a six or five actually probably is better, better. Let's go five. Mm. Um, so that's how, how you measure. And then the thing is, depending on what stage of life you're in, you mm. know, new business, obviously I'm going to be probably very work focused versus life focused. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so, and that's the thing is just, uh, you know, like I said, it's putting it in perspective and just kind of, mm-hmm. kind of seeing where you go. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask about that work life balance. Cause you do, I've personally witnessed you putting like your all and then some into everything you do. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, every now and then on Facebook, Instagram, you know, you get a little getaway to one of the neighboring islands or, um, you know, checking out a comedy act that comes through yeah. my live music. So you still still have fun, right? Oh, definitely. You yeah. got to. Um, Work hard, play hard, yeah? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, we went to Vegas, but that was originally for um, education to help make right. us better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the evenings, of course, you, you know, Cherry's Jubilee. Hey. Damn, Cherry's. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was there because it, it, uh, we, my, my wife and I are very good at targeting um breaks Does okay that make sense yeah like, mm-hmm. you know and we're normally so in sync because we both put so much into this mm-hmm. um you know my current partner right now rory you know he's mm-hmm. he's on vacation he needs it he took three weeks off mm-hmm. I mean, he's been going at it since we started as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. so to me Kauai is probably my favorite island mm-hmm. and poipu is my favorite city i guess okay. or location on Kauai. Mm-hmm. so we when we go to whenever we go to Kauai, that's where we go to hang out because i can unplug it doesn't matter mm-hmm what uh, cell phone carrier you have, they all suck out there. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> I could truly unplug unless yes. I'm on uh, Wi-Fi, yeah, no choice. right? Yeah. Um, uh, Where side is Poipu on? Um, it's the south side, south, okay. south shore. Okay. So, you know, it's about a, what, 20-minute drive from the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah, uh, it reminds me of what Postcard Hawaii is, uh, what I fell in love with many years ago that made me d- determine that I wanted to retire here and live mm-hmm. here forever. Sure. Um so, yeah, so, uh, you know, we went to Maui. Again, it was work-related, but we still oh, tried okay. to have some fun mm-hmm. um, for a couple of days that we were there. It was just a quick getaway hmm. uh, just to kind of help reset, recharge the batteries. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, it's about putting things in perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, we plan our vacations a year out. So last year uh, we, had, we knew that we were going to be empty nesters. Our other son um, was going to be on Maui with his girlfriend and, and oh. their parents. So... And my son was on the mainland doing things with his daughters. So mm-hmm. we were like, hey, let's go to Disneyland and go be kids ourselves. So we nice. spent a week down there, which was kind of cool. Yeah. And got to see some of my friends I hadn't seen in forever. And awesome. Prior to that, I sent her to Oregon. She went there for 10 days to reconnect with her family and friends. Mm. So all during that month of December where we had time to do so. And yeah. Then, uh, 
And doing that, we decided, hey, you know what? Next Christmas, let's just go ahead and plan a week-long trip mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> back to Oregon. And we invited a few choice friends and their family, and we're calling it the uh, the Scott Saulnier Griswold Family Christmas, right? Nice. Uh, we're going to Bend, and, and you know we got timeshare, so we're going to mm. be able to have a real Christmas tree, be on the slopes of Mount Bachelor, and, and enjoy wow. you know Christmas and wintertime. And, yeah. And then come back here, back to where it's nice and warm. Oh. Um, <laughs> but so those are the things that we tie, you know, we tend to do is um, yeah. once a year it coincides. It just so happens Christmas time, you know, mm. coincides with normally the slower time of the year for this type of um, industry. Yeah. So um, I don't mind doing the grind because it's you know that's the light at the end of the tunnel. Right? Sure. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Oh, cool. I get to go do something cool with my family. And like I said, we do little johns here and there you know we got jack johnson coming up here in august can't wait to see him again i, <laughs> I try to see him every time that he's here on the island so nice. uh you'll get him to see ron white um yeah. tater salad uh-huh. um <laughs> and then uh, we went to uh who was it recently um adam sandler and oh no kidding his whole crew when they were at the uh, blaze which that was yeah. that was uh it was funny but also at the same time very very strange. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some of their bits, I was just like, okay, this is kind of like old Adam Sandler, but it's all right. Gotcha. You're a forty plus, or no, he's fifty. Oh wow, fifty year old man, you know, huh. doing things that I'm like, eh, okay. Shampoo's um, better. Yeah. No conditioner's better. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so yeah, you uh, you got to do, you got to take time out um, mm-hmm. this weekend. You know, uh, Rayleigh's chilling out pretty much. Um, nice. Tomorrow, yeah, I'll come back into the office for a few hours. Tuesday. Mm. You know, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if I come in or not. But, sure, uh, sure. Um, yeah, you know. But mm. the difference is, too, is a lot of people go to a job mm. that they have to go to. Yes. I don't really look at this as a job that I have to go to. It's something that I love to do. Uh-huh. So to me, there is no difference between on or off. Mm. It doesn't matter where I'm at. If somebody's mm-hmm. going to ask me questions about a mortgage or a loan, mm-hmm. I'm going to answer it just because I want to make sure they have the right information. So nice. I actually look forward every day mm-hmm. to waking up and starting a new day, yeah. no matter what challenges or successes we see. It's just, mm-hmm. and I enjoy the people I get to see every day here. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something I've discovered about myself um, over the years is when I would approach a job, I would have to have a goal in mind, you know, otherwise I feel like I'm trapped and that there's no way out and this is going to be my life forever, day in and day out. Like for about um, a year, I was working at Time Warner Cable. I was there for almost four years, but like the last year I was there, um, overtime suddenly opened up. So I was working like 80 hours a week uh, for months. Yeah. And then it got to the point. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I was, you know, to, um, you know, volunteer, voluntary overtime, of course, but. I was like, I need to make money. But then I got to a point where I was like, okay, now what do I do? Do I just keep doing this uh, or what? And then that was when um, a friend recommended I go into teaching. And so right. I started doing that. And then when I was in Ohio, right before I enlisted, um, I was working for a, a gas company, natural gas company, uh, working on the phones and stuff. And until I decided to enlist, you know, until I made that life decision, I was just hating life, hating the day in and day out and all that jazz. And then once I got that goal in mind, all of a sudden, my, I, I didn't make a deliberate decision, but all of a sudden my performance improved to the point where someone who didn't know I was leaving the company was offering me a promotion. Right. So as long as you, you got to have goals yes. is, is what I am um, yes. personally experiencing, what I'm hearing from you. Definitely. Um, you got to have a direction. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, and uh, Dave Ramsey, mm. uh, I love listening to that guy. He's <laughs> got a you know, um, very successful radio show, very mm-hmm. successful I've been through uh, FPU a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, there you go. Financial Peace <laughs> University, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, before we opened up this business, uh, you know, we 
we bought his book Entree Leadership. Yeah. And uh, anyone that knows Dave Ramsey, he's I, the reason. Part of the reason why I think I like him so so much mm-hmm. is the fact that he's he, he doesn't hold any punches. Mm-hmm. He's a very no BS philosophy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, there's nothing theoretical about our success. I'm going to tell you this is our blueprint. This is how mm-hmm. we do it, and this is why we win. Mm-hmm. And it, one of the biggest things he talks about, he goes, I don't have employees. I have teammates. Mm-hmm. We've adopted that philosophy here. Sure. I have teammates. You've yeah. never heard me once reference anybody as a subordinate or right. employee because. Yeah. They're all partners or teammates, right? Mm-hmm. And um, there's there's something to be said with that. And, and he said you got to have <clears throat> everyone has a vision, mm. and visions are great, but then you got to articulate that into a mission, right? Right? Sure. And once you create your mission, now it, you know it's it's creating that uh, roadmap, yeah. right? So, yeah. and you know when we decide to open this up, you know when when Rory was coming across and Lenny, uh, my wife obviously. Uh, we sat down and, and then we had their spouses involved as well. Even though they don't particularly work here at the company, they mm-hmm. have a very large um, influence mm-hmm. of you know of their respective partners, right? So um, we, we sat down and said, "Hey, look, what what is our mission? Mm-hmm. You know, this is my vision. What are what is your vision, right? Mm-hmm. And what is our mission as a company? What do we want to do? What yeah. is it that we're truly trying to do?" Mm-hmm. And uh, it was cool, just brainstorming, writing them down, and then seeing how we had very similar comments and then taking those and coming up with the actual mission, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and then putting the steps in action or plan of action to, to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we have to go back to that. You know, we're like, okay, this was the original mission. Mm-hmm. Are, are we achieving, yeah. you know, are we heading that direction, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and the title of Dave Ramsey's book, Entree Leadership, right? <laughs> you know, he talks about how he came up with that, the title, you know, he, he at first thought it was going to be a book about leadership. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, that's kind of patent-esque. <laughs> um, that won't work. Mm. Um, and then he thought, well, I also like entrepreneurs. However, mm-hmm. you don't want a company full of entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs are kind of like cavaliers or visionaries. And he goes, and then you're just hurting a bunch of cats. Mm, yeah. So he kind of, that's where everyone I, on their own yeah, separate exactly, agenda. Right. Yeah. So, so it made sense. Um, I've listened to it multiple times on audiobook, and then of course I've highlighted many areas in the book that <laughs> sure. just make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, you got you definitely have to have something to aspire to. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just kind of floating through life, right? Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, and I guess some you know, there's a lot of people that do that, and that's okay. I'm not saying yeah. it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's just if you want to be successful, mm-hmm. uh, successful people aren't average. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, mm-hmm. LeBron James is not average. Yeah. Um, Tiger Woods. Uh, mm-hmm. Who else can we use? Um, oh, shoots. Uh, Steven the, the, Spielberg. There you go. From Again, film. Right. <laughs> that's my George Lucas. There we go. Let's go down that way. Oh, um, sure. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anybody that's done anything at anything, they were not average people. Yeah. Um, people might have construed or thought they were average people at one point in their life, mm-hmm. but these are extraordinary people with extraordinary visions mm-hmm. that, you know, like I said, you see the glory, but you don't know the, you know, the story. Yeah, right? the behind and, the scenes, um, the hard work, and that's really what it is. Is yeah, uh, and especially in today's, um, <laughs> the way people are, man, it's just yeah. Funny. Um, well, that's the thing. Like, it also has to do with how you perceive yourself. Yep. And and in, more often than not, a person's going to say, "Well, if you you successful person saying you have to be not average, well, I'm average. I have nothing special about me. What would you say to a person like that?" Do you have passion? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I talk to people all the time like that. Um, 
you know, especially if someone that's coming to like to fill out an application, and I have uh-huh. to look, you just don't make enough money for what it is that you're trying to do. Uh-huh. However, if you're willing to see the thousand meter target, uh-huh. this is what you do qualify for, mm-hmm. right? So by doing this with what you make now, you can buy this, use um, the area that we're in, use the data, you know, to make, you know, long-term decisions, yes, you can eventually get that dream home. Mm-hmm. Or you can try to find something that will pay you more money. Hmm. And they're like, well, how do I do that? And I'm like, that's a lot of times I'll ask them, well, what do you like to do? Mm-hmm. You know, Dave Ramsey talks about it all the time. Yeah. Entrepreneurs are people that do small businesses about with something that they enjoy doing, mm-hmm. right? And this one kid I met, he works for uh, for Hico. Great job, you know, mm-hmm. great, you know, 40-hour-plus-week, whatever, union job. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, um, and I don't know the correct terminology he's not a, a senior person but he's more of like an apprentice or whatever in his mm. his field right okay so it doesn't doesn't make as much and mm. honestly we both know it's very expensive to live here in hawaii yep. right mm-hmm. um he's like well i like to make surfboards mm. okay cool do how many how many surfers do you know that that like which like the boards that you make he's like well actually i know quite a few mm. well have you ever thought about talking to them saying hey you know <laughs> What would you recommend? You know, yeah. I, and then I got his wheel spinning. And what was funny is his mom was there, and she's like, "No one has ever had this kind of a talk with my son. His son, you know, he's 22 years old, mm. and he was just thinking, I was like, yeah, I'll just I'll work at Hico the rest of my life.' And I'm like, you can, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and in five years, you can be a senior dude or whatever and be making more money, or you know, you can do this, and um, or you can do both. You know, I mean, bottom line, I think a lot of people think that they they they're just stuck because they have no choices. But yeah. They're not willing to think outside the box. And mm-hmm. that's where I challenge them. I'm like, okay, well, what do you like to do? Mm-hmm. I like to play video games. Okay. Well, I don't have an answer for that one. <laughs> I do know that there's people that are professionally paid to play video games. Yeah. Um, I'm not one of those people. I get beat by the 10 year old all the time on black <laughs> ops. So it's just ridiculous. Uh-huh. That stupid triangle button. But anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's what it is. You, everyone should have some kind of a passion, mm-hmm. something that they really enjoy to do. Mm-hmm. I enjoy reading. I know there's people who get paid to read books books and yeah. have opinions and blogs and yep. all that stuff right mm-hmm. so i mean um that's what it is is what mm. do you like to do i mean yeah. step out of your hula hoop as uh my old personal coach used to tell me you <laughs> know the, the hula hoop's your comfort zone step out of it and, yeah and and make life a little uncomfortable because it's amazing how you'll adapt and mm-hmm. how easy what was uncomfortable will now become comfortable you know yeah I mean? so it just takes it's just that first step of yes. doing something new that's the hardest and what people fear is something that's hard and difficult but most people are afraid of failure grit your teeth right? yeah oh yeah and and I kind of use it as the uh, battered spouse syndrome mm. a bad known is better than a good unknown sure right? yeah um, mm-hmm. and a lot of people fall into that category well mm-hmm. I hate what I do but at least it's solid and I know it's going to be here and mm-hmm. you know yeah I could do awesome at this but yeah I don't know mm-hmm. you know well okay then you you have to accept that mm-hmm. you know, I I'm just not that guy. Right. I w- refuse to accept failure. Nice. Right? I just, yeah. uh, um, I've always told people, like, I don't care how bad it gets. There's always soda cans, pop bottles. There's a job somewhere if you're willing to work and mm-hmm. make it work, right? Right. Um, is it going to be glamorous? No. But that's the difference. Those that succeed are willing to do what it takes mm-hmm. to get there. Yeah. And maybe I just don't have enough empathy for those that say, well, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. because I'm just not that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, go find a guy that or gal that uh, agrees with you, and then okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but we're talking about successful people, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. I've yet to meet a successful person that hasn't had some kind of trial or tribulation that they had to go through because that's mm-hmm. what tests your metal yeah. and your resolve, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, I, I haven't met a single successful person that has just had it easy. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. there's obviously something to that. You know, when, mm-hmm. when people ask me about possibly uh, joining our branch and become a member of the team, and and like again, they, they see it, what the rewards look like, and I was like, look, if everybody could do this in six months to a year, then everybody would be doing it. Right. And there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, once that hits them kind of between the eyes, they're like. Uh, hmm. I'm like, hey, you know, <laughs> you got to be willing to do that. Well, yeah. I make this much now. Well, then, okay, sounds like you're content. Hmm. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't, yeah. I don't judge it. You know, it's just, right it's just this might not be for you. Yeah. There you <laughs> so, go. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So. Now, um, you, earlier you said, um, I, I want to get on this. Um, your transition from military to civilian was pretty easy, um, considering that, well, um, for you, it was because you had this, uh, yeah, this opportunity to come into, and it just made sense to you. Yeah. Um, the the way it operated and all Correct. that jazz. Um, but it, um, there's still there's like a, a problem for veterans at large. There is. Um, <clears throat> as as they transition out, and they, you know, to their credit, the military offers um, yeah. uh, classes, yeah. transition classes, <laughs> and whatnot. About 180 days before they get out. Yeah. If not sooner or later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And you know, I went through those twice myself, yep. and uh, there were some things I already knew because I was—I've been a civilian longer than I've been enlisted. You were in the military, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so a lot of it was redundant, but it was still good refresher. And then some of it was still well. This is—I'm not trying to comment on that, but a lot of folks who are transitioning out just kind of blow it off and is like, eh, whatever. But um, I've got a very strong opinion about that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. Do tell. <laughs> so. I am one of those veterans that when you tell me thank you for my service, mm. I get embarrassed mm, because mm-hmm. nobody twisted my arm. Yeah. I, I, like I said earlier, it's a volunteer I, force. I joined because I needed some, some purpose and direction, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, there was nothing gallant or mm-hmm. brave, you know. Yeah. Honestly, it was like, yeah, I needed some direction and I wanted to see the world. Yeah. Mission accomplished, there right? Go. I got to see the world uh-huh. um, and do some amazingly awesome and amazingly frightening things. Mm. Uh, what I have noticed, and it's tied to different generations. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. certain uh, a certain generational age group that understands that hey, you got to work hard, you mm-hmm. got to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Pay your dues. Um, then there's another generation that seems to think that everything is, should be given to them. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the ones that are going to have the hardest time transitioning because mm-hmm. nobody's going to give you squat. Yeah. Uh, I love hiring veterans. In fact, that's mm. who I target to look for mm. because I know that they could be successful here. Mm-hmm. However, just because you're a veteran doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to hire you. Right. Um, as a veteran, I think you're definitely more equipped mm-hmm. with the basic structure or framework that would give you the successful tools in the, the civilian world. And mm. the reason I say that is, uh, prime example, mm. uh, my home being remodeled. Mm. Uh, the general contractor, amazing dude. Veteran, mm. right? Mm-hmm. His labor force. Non-veterans mm. don't have the same, and nobody's going to work as hard as you are at your own business. Sure, right? That's just a given. Yeah. However, um, they don't have the same expectation management. They right. don't. Uh, they they show up. They take extended breaks. Mm. You know, they leave a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, where I can remember just as private Scott back in the day, mm. I would rather do a job right the first time than having to redo it over and over and over. Mm-hmm. There's a certain mindset of people out there that seem to think that, oh, okay, I'm getting paid. It doesn't matter what, what it looks like, how mm-hmm. it ends up, I'm going to get, you know. Yeah. So you get that person that's getting or transitioning out, mm-hmm. and depending on what they were like in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first joined, a lot of people had disdain for senior leaders 
getting out because they felt they were too institutionalized and mm. they couldn't couldn't make it right. Yeah, couldn't cope. Where now, hiring someone that hasn't at least attained, obtained, or achieved some certain level of leadership mm-hmm. to where they've had to be responsible for others, yeah. are the ones I think are going to have a much more difficult time. Mm. That's going to be your dude that's doing fries at McDonald's. Not that I'm saying that that's a bad job, mm. but guy, fry guy at McDonald's isn't a leader, yeah. right? He's following whoever. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, when you get out, you got to realize nobody owes you squat. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, nobody owes you shit. This mm. is a podcast, so we can yeah. pretty much say whatever we want. Yeah. Um, and that you have to fight, scrape, crawl for whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to go after it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get kicked in the teeth. You're going to get kicked in the nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going you're gonna to make mistakes. You're going to see some um, objections, or not objections, you're going to see some obstacles. Mm-hmm. The one that's going to succeed is the one that says, I'm going to figure out a way up, over, around, or under that obstacle. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So it really boils down to that individual. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, this is being, you know, because I don't want to put everybody under the same umbrella. Yeah. Granted, if you don't have any extenuating circumstances, like you have abilities to cope and stuff of that nature, I'm just talking about a normal, straight up normal person that right. doesn't have any additional issues. Mm, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Stuff of that nature, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just a good intestinal fortitude. Yeah. Um, and don't think that you're entitled to anything. I think it's cool that I get a 10% discount when I go to Home Depot. I don't expect it, but mm. it's nice. You yeah. know, if they take it away, well, then they take it away. No big <laughs> deal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I just, um, that's where I think as a veteran, get away from that. Mm-hmm. Get away from thinking that people owe you something. Yeah. It's nice that they tell you thank you and that they praise you. Um, but let your actions of what you're doing currently be mm-hmm. the reason why people praise you. know, don't. Yeah. We all stand on the shoulders of giants, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I really look up to that World War II generation. Those mm-hmm. guys were amazing. Those are people that said, hey, somebody just kicked in our back door. Mm-hmm. We need to go take care of business. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see that mm-hmm. in the current generations. Yeah. I, just, I mean, there's there's a few yeah. in there, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I just don't see it. So, mm-hmm. so when you transition, one of the best things you can do is you're always working your sphere of influence. Mm-hmm people you know, mm-hmm. right? Um, again, surrounding yourself with people smarter than you. Yeah. If you think you're the smartest person in the conversation, then you're probably not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. That's, you know, and again, it goes, what do you like to do? Okay, mm-hmm. I like to do X. Well, I need to find people that are successful at X mm-hmm. and learn, become yeah. a sponge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and come up with a plan. Again, we talk about having that target, having right. that goal. What mm-hmm. is it that I want to accomplish Within 90 days or mm-hmm. 30 days, 90 days, 180 days yeah. of my transition out of the military. Mm-hmm. And what's it going to take to get there? Yeah, exactly. Start planning. I mean, you know, if you're going to get out, if you have three years left on your contract and you have no desire to reenlist, mm-hmm. you've got three years to plan. Yeah. I mean, don't tell me you don't have time. You do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, I mean, there's so many networks available nowadays that, mm-hmm. that just in the last, you know, five to 10 years. You know, yeah. LinkedIn, you know, I mean, yeah. that, that's a big one. I would say Facebook, but that's not really what, I mean. <laughs> yeah, not so much for business. <laughs> not so much, but um, it's it's more of a, a good marketing area for business. That's about sure. it, right? But yeah. uh, as far as networking professionally, um, mm-hmm. you know, like LinkedIn's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and again, you know, some of your superiors or peers or subordinates even, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you can learn from all directions. It doesn't have to necessarily be people above you. Yeah. It, it can be anyone around you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the thing, knowing and this is this is so. When I was in, one of my leaders at one time told me, "He's like Jay." Actually, it was all private scat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
nobody's going to care about you except you. Hmm. And if you don't care about yourself, why would anybody else? Yeah. So you need to hmm. know. You need to arm yourself with knowledge what you're going to do at the next level and to the next level and blah, hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. I mean, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Facebook, they'll be like, oh, congratulations, you're retired. Yeah. Are they going to pay your mortgage? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Likes don't transfer into dollars. Exactly. Yeah. When that day comes, all right, hey, you know, but mm-hmm. um, as of right now, no. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, one thing I observed uh, when I was in, albeit a brief time, um, that generational thing you're talking about, like folks who are of equal or higher rank but were younger than me mm-hmm. were the type who would take extended breaks, who would take advantage yeah. of the system, were on salary. You know, there's, the, well, I don't want to talk out of school. Um, but, you know, certain certain behaviors yes. among uh, a lot of folks where they would leave the office early yep. for training or right. whatever. <laughs> um, so so there is that. There's that, yeah, I, I definitely uh, agree with you there. Um, there's no point I really disagree on, but one thing I also kind of observed in like the, the eval system yes. is that you are encouraged to puff yourself up, basically. <laughs> um, right. And you basically write your, well, at least in the Navy, write your own eval. Right. I, that's changing. Um, I've heard a lot. I've seen, I still keep up with that stuff. I've, I've seen that, that they're kind of redoing the system, thank goodness. Um, but before then, you were basically writing your own stuff and then having a superior who may or may not actually directly supervise you right. sign off on it. And you're encouraged to do that. And then you get all these awards. So you think you're hot shit. And then you come out and they're like, okay, you can start off at um, 11.50 an hour um, <laughs> doing this stuff. And you've got all this awards and stuff, and you might take umbrage. On the other side of the coin, um, people such as yourself, who are very skilled and, you know, um, multilingual, um, very uh, good at uh, management and stuff. Because um, I, I read a story about this a couple years ago, um, about a guy who was applying for college, and he was hoping to get into a master's program, I think, but they wouldn't accept his experience, basically, because he hadn't gone through their particular program. So I'm kind of shotgunning right here with a bunch of different points. Um, <laughs> it's all good, man. We shucks. always do this when we get together. <laughs> um, good thing it's a podcast, man. You can, yeah, <laughs> we, got, we got time. We got time. Uh, um, so yeah, uh, there it is. I'm not sure where exactly I was going with that because I thought of one thing after another. Yeah, You are so, so much like me, dude. It's ridiculous. It, We're it, A through Z, not <laughs> ABC, but it's all good. It comes, I mean, it does come down to individual character. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and Can you, you know. eat the frog? Are you willing to say, yes, I am responsible? Mm-hmm. If you can't be accountable or be responsible, mm-hmm. or uh, that, that's literally what it is. Are you yeah. accountable? Yeah. Right? Are mm-hmm. you accountable to yourself? Mm-hmm. Are you accountable for your actions? Right. If you're always trying to push the can down the road, mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who do it. That doesn't necessarily make it right. Mm-hmm. Be the exception. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but you're absolutely right. Yes. Uh, not to go down that tangent, but um, you are correct. I, I know in the Army, um, I purposely made it to where it was a collaborative effort between mm. those that I was rating. I was like, okay, mm. uh, we'd have a monthly get-togethers, which is common. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I was like, tell me something that you think that is exceptional about you. Mm. I'd have the lieutenant, same thing. Hey, come up with a couple bullets. I would come up with a couple bullets, and then we would sit down collaboratively together to mm, write it. Nice. Um, that's the way it should be, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Um, but it wasn't the norm. A uh-huh. lot of people are like, hey, I need you to write your NCOR. Give me blah, 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 and mm-hmm. then I'll sign off on it. And yeah. that's just stupid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, 
NCOERs on the enlisted side, it's it's a system I believe that they're trying to fix. They're mm. going more to an eval system similar that they use for the officers. Mm. But I'm not a big fan of the way the officer eval system was either. Oh, yeah. uh, they have components. You know, they basically have above the mark or below the mark or at the mark, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have these set rules to where only, you know, 51% of those at the senior officer's rating can get an above the mark. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that it's not possible, but let's say battalion commander has six company commanders and mm. every single one of them are awesome. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll just say awesome because that's easy. Yeah. Uh, but according to their rules, only three can get above the mark. Mm. The other three can't. So ah. then they, they put in the intangibles. Well, this person mm-hmm. likes to golf. Well, I like to golf. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? That's the stuff I don't like. Yeah. I mean, because now you've got six commanders that technically should be working together. Yes, they are their own commander. Mm. They're leading their troops but they should be working together to support the overall hierarchy uh, commander's mission, right? Mm. But now they're competitive within one another. Mm. That's the part I was just like, that. realistically, your eval should be writing it itself based off of mm. your own merits. Sure, right? yeah. Uh-huh. And if that does the case, then you shouldn't have to worry about the two-thirds rule or the one-thirds rule or the 51% rule. Right. It should just be, hey, this person did four deployments. Everybody went there. Everybody came back. Mm-hmm. They were a success. Mm. Boom, he's above the above the board or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. This guy went, everybody went there, everybody came back. However, he didn't accomplish his mission. Okay, mm-hmm. he's below the board. You know, I mean, like mm-hmm. they're so, but, and I guess the NCOES is now kind of gravitating towards that. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. I'm not in. Yeah. Um, and I didn't mean to start this conversation mm-hmm. to just, you know, poop on the But no, 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 I'm not. It's, system, but, I uh, do see that they're trying to, to, to fix things. It's just. Yeah. Uh, but you are right, though. But that's part you of... You get used to self-inflated or yeah. over-inflated And that's not how reports, it works in the real world. And then you come into the real world, and mm-hmm. you you know, you know, can make an over-inflated resume, but yeah. the proof is in the pudding. Exactly. If I hire you based off of your recommendations and, and what you say your professional experience is and after we've done our vetting, but then you show up mm. and you're expected to uh, perform at a, at least a minimum level commensurate with what you've said, and you can't mm-hmm. or you don't understand, I have to sit there and go, okay... What happened? Yeah. Anyone that's done at least X amount of loans knows the minimums, mm-hmm. right? You've mm-hmm. done this supposedly, and, you know, where, where's the breakdown, right? Yeah. So, And that, that could be in any profession, right? Uh-huh. So yeah. if you say you've laid, you know, concrete and framed mm-hmm. and hung drywall, and then you go to work as a laborer, and then you don't even know the first difference between, you know, yeah. five-eighths and half-inch drywall <laughs> or whatever. Right. Foreman might be looking at you like, okay, how, this doesn't make sense, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. and that's the... You're right. People tend to have overinflated. Um, it's it's a reality snap, a mm. reality check, right? Yeah. So, um, I, I don't have a lot of advice for them other than to just just be real. Yeah. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. there's something awesome about someone that's willing to just say, "Hey, yeah, this is this is what I am. I mm-hmm. promise to give you 100 percent, not 110, not 120. Mm-hmm. You only give 100 percent. Yeah. Um, I I will give you all my all because this is what I'm passionate about and this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to learn. Yeah. I don't know it all, uh-huh. right? Exactly. Um, that's yeah. That's the key. That's so. the key. Yeah. Um, boom. <laughs> boom. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> that's like um, it's kind of in in the the common parlance, I guess. Yeah. You know, of pop culture, or whatever. But you've really made that your own thing. You've really inhabited that in a, in a way that you can tell you're not just grabbing something clever and, and using <laughs> it. Um, you've just, you've made that equal to who you are as a person, who you are as a loan officer. Oops. What's the story behind Boom? What, what inspired you to that? And uh, <laughs> yeah. 
So it goes back to my military days. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I was either called Boom or Sledge. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, and the caveat to that is, is whenever I'm introducing myself or my wife, I always say she's the scalpel, I'm the sledgehammer. Right. <laughs> Um, but the reason for that is because I've always been very assertive, aggressive, hmm. whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But the story of boom <laughs> goes back to when I PCS back here to Hawaii for my final hoorah so I could retire here. Hmm. We were getting ready to go to, uh, back to Afghanistan again, which hmm. would have been my fourth trip there, eighth trip overall. Wow. Um, so we went to Fort Irwin, uh, NTC, you know, Mojave desert, mm-hmm. do our training and. During that training time frame, you know, it's a 30-day training for most folks. You get your certifications, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Um, we were doing a mission. It was, uh, you know, and, and the way you train, you always train harder than mm. in reality, right? Sure. You want to have everything in the kitchen sink thrown at you. Mm-hmm. We were just in this particular um, circumstance uh, during the mission to where I had identified another location where I, I needed to seize it, control it, hold it, so that way... Um, our doc could do triage, blah, 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 right? Part of part of a job. And I don't need to go too in-depth into that. Sure. So basically, you know, I radio up to LT and say, hey, I've identified the building. I'm going to take a security element. I'm going to go over there. Doc's got a security team here. He's administering triage, but we're bringing in wounded way too quick. Mm. Um, I'm going to take uh, – that, that, that building will suffice. He's like, roger that, make it happen. And while, meanwhile, he's trying to maneuver, right, mm-hmm. So um, with, with his elements. Mm-hmm. And uh, so – Obviously, I'm not a small dude. Um, you know, I'm six <laughs> two, and I'm, unfortunately, I'm, I'm two eighty five now. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> back in my dozer days, mm-hmm. um, with my full kit on, I was probably just shy of four hundred pounds when you put everything on. Wow, right? um, sappy plates, you know, the whole kit, yeah. blah, blah. So as we were stacking on the door, um, it was a, just a standard plywood door. Mm-hmm. I decided, all right, screw it, I'm just going to go through it. It was just, <laughs> and I smashed it. It was like boom, right? Went through it. <laughs> Unfortunately, it wasn't a real building. I mean, it was real in the, fen- the sense that it was a structure. Uh-huh. However, it was not supposed to be in play. And as soon as I went through, dude on the other side was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, he was the guy that was running the pyrotechnics for the the uh, training uh, scenario. Okay. So shortly thereafter that, they pretty much indexed. They ended the exercise. <laughs> and uh, we were reconsolidating, reorganizing. And then all the senior leadership had to go up to... Um, basically the Star Wars room hmm. uh, where they do the after-action review, where they show the video of everything that transpired during the whole thing, right? Okay. And that's ran by the commander mm-hmm. and the uh, OC, which is the observer controller, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going through the whole thing, and then they get to the spot where Sergeant First Class Scott just goes smashing through a door. <laughs> and the commander has the remote, and he pauses it, and he rewinds it. <laughs> he plays it again. Uh-huh. Rewinds it again. Okay. Plays it and it's all boom, and he did that like I don't know at least four or five times. Just kept rewinding, boom, and then after like the fifth or sixth time, he goes, "That's what I'm talking about, gentlemen, veracity, right?" And just like that, right? And uh, so it just kind of stuck because everybody's laughing. They're like, "Oh my god!" Because they saw Sergeant Scott just obliterating this door. Yeah. And uh, so to me, um, boom is mm. us serving our clients with veracity. Mm-hmm. You know. You get max effort, period. Yeah. No matter what part of the process you mm-hmm. are. So we say boom a lot. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. we get a, a CTC, which is clear to close, final loan approval. Boom, yeah. right? Yeah. Got a new client that's coming in. Boom. Got a, you know, I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it is what it is. So, yeah. yeah. And so boom is everyone. Boom is not just me. Everybody knows, mm-hmm. they, they call me Mr. Boom or whatever, but <laughs> honestly, I know it's, it's just like an silly, album right? title. <laughs> I call me Mr. Boom. In the boom, boom. But, um, <laughs> 
But no, uh, it's it's literally our entire team here at the branch. Uh, uh-huh. It's funny because even my sales assistant, she's like, we had a, a problem with flies the other day. Yeah. Like, I killed four of them back there, and she's like, man, your boomstick must not be that good. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's funny because she's, you know, in her um, later stages of life. So for mm. her to ad- adopt <laughs> that vernacular and, uh-huh. and understand it, it's just funny. So, yeah. uh, and then, you know, that's kind of what, uh, you know, we used to be all red, white, and boom, right? Hey, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. And yeah. that was with our uh, our previous employer. And then mm-hmm. when we came here, we're like, okay, we should probably drop the boom mm-hmm. um, because it's a different type deal. And, and then my wife, when she was out there in her sphere, she's like, Jay, no, um, everyone knows you and, and, the, and the team is boom. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran into people all the time that say, I, I, this person called me from ABC company, and I told them that there's nobody I'm working with except team boom. So... <laughs> It just, it kind of, it just, it, it is what it is, yeah, right? And yeah. uh, so it's stuck. And so, yeah, I, I, I tell that story at least three or four times a week to someone that asks me, what does, <laughs> what does boom mean, right? Cool. And, uh, and I, I don't mind because mm. that's literally what it means. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, just mm-hmm. serving them with uh, veracity, intensity, you name it. Yeah. Right? And uh, passion. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, that's where that came from. Right on. <laughs> that's got to be good for the clients, too, because I know they've got to be kind of nervous, you know, about this big life change, buying a house. And when you close, you're like, boom, you kind of reflect that excitement yep. that they want to show, but they're too nervous to. And then maybe they can get excited too. Well, And that's also why we're a little bit different. You know, yeah. we, we do our signings here. We make it a party, mm. right? Oh, uh, no kidding. You're signing for the keys to your home. Uh-huh. That's a big deal. I don't care yeah. who you are. If you want to go to an escrow office and <laughs> in four walls with no window and mm. it's just kind of bleh, mm-hmm. That's not me. I, I did that mm. with my first home. Okay. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, we we want you to feel good about what you're doing, mm-hmm. and um, you should be excited, mm. right? Yeah. Of course, people have buyer's remorse and stuff of that nature, but mm. that's just normal. That's just normal anxieties, mm. right? Sure, uh, sure, my sure, job sure. is to let you know that hey, these are what the numbers say. Uh-huh. The numbers say you can do this. Mm-hmm. That's my job, mm. right? My job is to take that anxiety and that fear and that stress away from you. Put mm-hmm. that on my shoulders. They're, yeah, they're big enough. I can handle that. Nice. This should be an enjoyable. Um, educational mm. um, experience. Mm-hmm. Right on. So. That's awesome. Wow. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That was, that was a very organic close. I'm not ready to end <laughs> yet, though, personally. Oh, okay. Good. Whatever. Uh, we're at an hour, hour, 10 minutes. Oh, let me change the batteries in this. It's <laughs> not working today. So we'll just use <laughs> this one. All right. This one has been kind of a disappointment. Like, I got it to, like, work on um, film shoots and stuff. All right. But, um, yeah, it just hasn't really been up to snuff. Hmm. So, yeah, whatever. It does what it needs to otherwise. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to some of our future projects. Those are going to be fun. Yes. <laughs> that is boom, right? what yeah. I am super excited about. Um, is that there's like finally I feel like the leash is off right and we can just go a little crazy um I don't know if people are going to be ready for it but <laughs> it's you know especially after watching those uh Texas law dog ones I was yeah. like oh god that's hilarious right <laughs> yes you know? and people need a little more laughter and then that, yeah this is going to be fun I, I'm yeah. excited for it mm-hmm. uh you know 10 little vignettes of just playing off the boom and yeah and uh um you know like you said help maybe might help that one person not be so mm-hmm. anxious about it because sure. they realize, okay, this can be a fun process. Yeah. Right? So yeah. That, that'll be interesting. I, I'm curious to see what it's going to look like, you know, having 30 <laughs> second videos up there on, you know, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course you want them to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, you know, yeah. it, it is what it is. It'll be fun. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, so let's say talk about advice. Oh, well, no, you already talked about that too. What's that? Um, like, what's your, the most valuable lesson you've learned in life so far? I feel like we've kind of touched on that, but if there's something else to say. Again, like I said, it's being, um, you know, constantly, you know, putting things in perspective and mm-hmm. um, self-reflection, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I could have told 24-year-old Jason that. Yeah. I wish 24-year-old Jason would have listened, mm, right? That's sure, sure. Um, even 34, 34-year-old Jason probably wouldn't have listened. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so and then I get it now, man. It's, it's weird mm-hmm. when you get to this point in life, and Lord knows my life isn't over. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, God forbid. You never know. Like, oh, all right, we are under. Uh, okay, so no lightning out there. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You you gotta look at who you hang out with, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with positivity. Yeah. That negative stuff. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Facebook is one of those tools that I have to use for marketing and for my business. It's right. Just it is what it is. It's mm-hmm. twenty times larger than. Zillow, Google, I mean, they know everything about everybody. It's yeah. insane, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is also kind of creepy, but yeah. it's because <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so I don't get to really enjoy Facebook like I did when I, you know, what, 10 years ago or whatever it was mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I first got on there. But, um, yeah, you know, people... Drama is just one of those things that you can create it, get rid of it. Mm. Um, everyone has their own little bit of drama. Mm-hmm. But, to, uh, you know, my mom used to always say, why would you want to air your dirty laundry for everyone to see? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's, we, we live in such fascinating times. Yeah. Uh, I listen to a lot more talk radio. Mm. Um, I listen to Sean Hannity. Mm. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, puke, let me go now. <laughs> uh, I'm not a liberal. I'm not afraid to say it. Mm. I... I'm very conservative in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I would also feel that I'm somewhat independent in a lot of ways too, because mm-hmm. I do think that there's, I don't think there's one perfect party, mm-hmm. right? There's yeah. one perfect answer. I think it's, yeah. it is a blend. Forty-four mm-hmm. uh, year old Jason is more patient and tries to show more grace. Mm-hmm. What I can't stand is when people say show grace, but they're the ones that are least tolerant of showing grace. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't like fake news. Mm-hmm. I don't like. Spin, it reminds me of when I learned about yellow journalism many mm. years ago. They don't even teach that anymore, right? Yellow journalism. Yeah, yellow journalism, it's kind of where we're at nowadays. Yellow journalism was basically where people would make up stories to sell papers. Oh, okay. Right? Hmm. Kind of what's going on right now. Mm. You know, uh, undeclared source says this. Uh, yeah, that's the worst. Well, if it's undeclared, then yeah. how valid is it? And then mm-hmm. come to find out, no, it's not. The story's being retracted. Or people post, like, share a thing on Facebook and someone's like, is that true? And the original poster is like, I don't know, know, but if it is, I'm pissed. Yeah, right? Like, like, come on! Or then you have to, well, check it on Snopes. Okay, is Snopes the right place? Mm -hmm. I mean, I I don't know. I just, people are so reliant and dependent upon someone else's opinion, and they would rather regurgitate it than versus formulating their own. Because it simulates a feeling, and it's easier to feel than it is to think. And I'm sitting there going, dude, you, and dudette, whoever you are, you need to, I mean, just think about things. Yeah, Like, think about it. Like, Uh uh, once you put stuff out there in the, in the sphere, man. It's out there. It's out there. It's, I mean, it's so different. I mean, mm-hmm. it's funny when you look at the older politicians mm-hmm. that are used to being able to <laughs> say things. Oh, I never said that. Oh, yes, you did. It yeah. was recorded <laughs> on YouTube, MySpace, you, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. On this day, this time. Uh-huh. Um, Chapter and verse. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I made one of those mistakes. Um, 
Just recently. Oh. <laughs> uh, we were having some issues uh, with some of our back-end stuff. Mm. And uh, I was being very explicit in explaining to one of our processors how to um, provide the information to one of our departments. Mm. And I should have just left it at that. But mm-hmm. I said, do this because that department is stupid. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote it. Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie. Uh, and then, of course, that went to their boss, and they saw it, and they're like, I am shocked. And I'm mm. like, well, you're probably not really shocked because you probably hear this all the time, just mm. nobody is dumb enough to write it like I was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, of course, I had to put apologies in there and say, look, you know, this is an isolated incident. It's not like I write mm. this all the time. I was a point of frustration, blah, blah, mm. blah, yeah. which it was. Mm. And I basically was like, I don't think you guys are stupid. I just think you're challenged, which I'm sure that didn't help either. <laughs> mentally um, challenged. <laughs> I didn't say mentally challenged. I just said challenged. Um, but that's the difference. You know, I'm not yeah. afraid to eat the frog. And yeah. my boss is like, Jay, hey, that's awesome. Come on, buddy. And I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry, boss. You know, <laughs> my bad. that's why you're so good at this. And I'm not. But mm. um, she's like, no, we get it. We, we, we're hearing your frustrations. I'm like, well, would somebody please do something about my frustrations? Because <laughs> I'm getting tired of re-explaining the same thing over and over. Yeah. And it was just kind of funny because um, we all got a tickle about it because that, that was meant to be an inner office email. And, ah. and the person it went to, she didn't realize that she had forwarded that whole thread uh-huh. and she was going to explain. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, hey, it's not your fault. Mm. I'm the one that wrote it. I shouldn't be complaining down. You always complain up, mm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and I just, I need to be a little more cognizant. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's just funny. And the, the, for that department supervisor to say, I am shocked. We should have a dialogue. And I'm like, dude, we've been talking for over a month now. <laughs> what more dialogue do you need? Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Oh, uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, we're all, we're all, um, we're all imperfect. Right. And, yeah. Um, and I was stressing. I thought my boss mm-hmm. was really, you know, I was like, all right, I, I've got an ass chewing coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, she literally, she wrote something very eloquent to all parties. And so I replied back to her only. I said, you know, uh, aloha, boss lady. I call her boss lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say uh, I'm sorry that you had to basically smooth uh, turbulent waters that I've created. But I also wanted to say mahalo in the same time mm. for doing so. And I just mm-hmm. said, uh, you deserve better. I will be better. Mm. And she replied, she's like, I'm a raving fan of Jason Scott. Mm. You just keep inspiring and encouraging people. And you're going to do the right things. We all get frustrated. Don't mm-hmm. worry. So that was kind of cool. That's awesome, actually I have yeah. a boss that was like, she knows me. She gets me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So she, she knew that I knew what I was wrong. Yeah. Um, and, uh, let's so, talk about extending grace. Mm, like any yes. other boss could just leave you high and dry oh, and be yeah. like, Oh, you, you blah. Yeah. Mm. And that's, you know, and that's what I was expecting. And mm-hmm. I should have known better because she mm-hmm. is a pretty amazing person. <laughs> so for, for that, uh, mm-hmm. heads off to you, uh, Miss Sherry, you're pretty awesome. Ah. Um, so, but, uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, we all, we all do it. We mm-hmm. all make mistakes. Um, yeah. but it's, the difference is I, I knew I made it and mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, right. that's invaluable when you can recognize your own shit, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's me. Yep. Corn kernel right there. That's, uh, that's, that's my texture. That's my, <laughs> okay. Uh, probably get off of that. Yeah. Well, a little different side. <laughs> it was like, if you're just joining us, yeah, yeah we, we really, this whole conversation is not about <laughs> feces, but all right. Indeed. <laughs> Um, shoot. That was, that was great. Um, so Hawaii, you've been here before. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. So what's your history with Hawaii? I was stationed here a little over 25 years ago as a pup when I first joined uh, the army after I'd I'd spent my first duty station, uh, Fort Campbell, Mm -hmm. re-enlisted on top of a mountaintop during, uh, firefighting season. I was an infantry guy. I got deployed Uh to fight forest fires. Hey, when they say you're a a jack of all trades, master of none, they definitely mean that. Mm. Um, 
because I don't ever remember learning anything about firefighting uh-huh. <laughs> basic training. But hey, you know, anybody can dig a line. So mm. that's what we did. There you go. Uh, but anyway, so I came to Hawaii and I fell in love with it. Uh. Uh, you know, I, I PCS, permanent change of station for mm-hmm. folks that don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, on the 10th of January of that year. Okay. And uh, first thing I did, I got here, I signed in, and I went straight to Waikiki and hopped in the water. Nice. And I was like, this is awesome. And I remember calling my dad saying, hey, what's the weather like there? And he's like, it's snowing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm in the water. You know, it's 76 <laughs> degrees out right now. Uh-huh. And he was like, bleep, bleep, bleep you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then I just, I fell in love with the whole Ohana spirit. I always tell everybody mm. that if you're an asshole, it doesn't matter where you go. Mm-hmm. People are going to think you're an asshole. Sure. So back then I was told, don't go to Waianae. They don't like your kind of people out there. Yeah. So, of course, I went to Waianae, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I went to Makaha Beach, and okay. uh, Makaha has some amazing shore break mm. to learn how to body surf, and mm. I was watching this little little cousin that uh, couldn't have been more than five years old, was just shredding it, body mm. surfing. I was yeah. like, that is so cool, and I saw his family, and so I went up there, all total howly of me, yeah. um, said, excuse me, sir, ma'am, um, I just want to say I think what your son is doing is amazing. I'd be willing to pay if he would teach me how to do that. <laughs> I would like to do what he does. Okay. And uh, gentleman kind of, I, I say he sized me up because he looked me up and down. He goes, mm-hmm. yo, cuz, hold on one. Yo, whatever his name was, I can't remember. Mm. Come teach this crazy how they do what you do, right? <laughs> and uh, I was like, really? I was like, how much do I pay? He's like, no, no, man. You, you're very respectful. Thank you. And I was like, mm. oh, well, thank you. you right know? on. And, Went out there, and within about five minutes, I was learning how to body surf, just having a blast, yeah. right? And uh, <laughs> gave the little boy a hug, told him, thank you. I mean, like I said, he was five. I just gave him a big old hug. And, yeah. And uh, afterwards, they were like, you all right, you know? And I was like, well, thank you. Yeah. And they're like, you're not like the rest, you mm. know? And uh, so, of course, I was like, well, what do you mean? Well, mm. most of you military guys are just, you know, and they start going on and on. I was like, yeah. well, I'm so sorry. I mm. can't apologize for everybody, but. I just try to be respectful of wherever I'm at. Yeah. Like, you'll be okay, right? Nice. So, um, oh, that's wonderful. And it, it was cool because it, that led to me playing on their softball team. I was the token Howley, you know, <laughs> on an all-local uh, team. I was the uh-huh. only white dude, right? Yeah. And uh, um, being invited to, you know, um, actual true authentic family luau's. And, nice. And uh, just being immersed into a culture that I found very fascinating, huh. right? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so I fell in love with, with Hawaii and the culture. Mm-hmm. And I just knew then, I was like, this is where I want to retire. Mm. This is where I want to come back to. I, at that moment, when we talk about you need to have a goal or, yeah. or whatever mission, vision, that was my vision. I wow. want to live here hmm. for the rest of my life. And mm-hmm. talked to my first owner and said, hey, what do I got to do to get back here? And he's like, oh, bro, you got to go to the uh, dark side of the force. So that's mm. what I did. I went mm. to the JSOC side, Joint Special Operations Command. Oh. And that's how I ended up doing so many so many tours. And, huh. Um was able to finagle and call in all my chips to get back here, go mm. back to Big Army, and, nice. and do one more tour to Afghanistan, survive that. Mm. And then the rest was history. So I knew it was going to take, you know, I, I saw the 1,000-meter target. All right, I'm going to have to do A, B, C, X, Y, Z, and I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it worked out. You mm-hmm. know, and Oahu back then kind of reminds me what Maui looks like now. Mm. So um, it's weird because when I first came back to Hawaii, back to Oahu, I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Fort Weaver Road used to only be like two lanes. Now it's twelve. <laughs> <laughs> like um, that used to be all cane field out there, you yeah. know. And so yeah, so that's uh, that's how that happened. And um, you awesome. know, everybody's like, "Do you ever get island fever?" <laughs> no. <laughs> like I mean, mm-hmm. um, I wish I could get out to the beach a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, because I am 
like I said, work life is a little out of balance right now, mm. but I'll be honest, if you've got time on your hands, you could do something different every day of the year and not do it twice, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's just on Oahu, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, um, for people to say, oh, I just like to be able to drive. I don't know of anybody that likes to just drive for eight hours. I hated uh, it. Yeah. I hated driving from Roseburg, Oregon to Portland, three and a half hours just to go to a mall. <laughs> you know, yeah. that was not sure. fun for me. Sure, sure. Um, we go back to visit the mainland. I'm normally there going, man, I can't wait to get back to home. Mm. You know, I like, cause people are always like, oh, how was Oregon? I was like, it was fine. I just couldn't wait to get back home. Yeah. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's stuff to do. I mean, I just, mm-hmm. uh, I knew like, and when I met my wife, you know, mm-hmm. Ray Lee, um, when we met, I just said, Hey, just so you know, um, I will eventually retire in Hawaii. Hmm. So, you know, cause I'd already been married twice. Right. Uh-huh, yeah. And those were uh, abysmal failures. Mm-hmm. And the second one had taken to Hawaii and obviously found, found out later that she didn't really want to be in Hawaii. So mm-hmm. I was just like, um, if we're going to move forward. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you think this is going to get serious, just know that that's where I want to go. And she's like, well, do you think we could visit it? And I was oh, like, yeah. sure. Why not? I'm getting ready to deploy. I've got mid tour leave. We'll go there. Nice. And that was on my seventh deployment, okay. my fourth one to Iraq. Mm. So on mid-tour leave, um, you know, it's cool how you can finagle your 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 tickets, right? You can yeah, say, hey, yeah. I'm going on leave to Hawaii, and they paid the whole way. So I got, was able to stop in Oregon wow. for a week, and then all I had to do was pay for her ticket, and mm-hmm. we went to, to Hawaii. And I said, well, this is probably the brigade that I'm going to be assigned to if we ever get back here, and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, twist my arm. I think I, could, I like this. And I was like, okay. Rock on. So, yeah. So that's just kind of how it worked out. And yeah. you ask her today, like, hey, babe, do you ever want to move back to the mainland? She's like, well, maybe when we're older, older. Mm. Um, but even then, probably not. You yeah. Know? Um, I, th- I think the next phase is having a home somewhere in Oregon to where when we go visit, it's ah. not necessarily in the same city or town where her family's at, but like, you know, Mount Hood or something like that, somewhere mm-hmm. that you can go on vacation and people can come visit you there. Right? Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, kind of nice. like using the Ray Romano approach. You know, uh, if, if you live here, they can come every day. But if yeah. you live here, <laughs> they come, they visit, and then they have to leave. Right. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. You yeah. Know, it's it's uh, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When when I pass, whenever that day is, mm-hmm. um, just sprinkle my ashes out there over the the you know Pacific Ocean. That, mm-hmm. that, I'm totally cool with that. Nice. Right? So yeah. Or go up to Pali and let the wind take me. I don't care. Mm. You know. It, Whatever. Whatever's mm-hmm. easier and cheaper. Whatever yeah. doesn't cause too much of a problem for my wife. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but, uh, yeah, to me, it's, this is home. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of Island Fever, um, I did experience that, like, within my first six months of getting here. And then I went on my first mission uh, to Laos, and that kind of helped uh, break it up. But it wasn't until I met Jen, really, yep. and started getting into doing stuff exactly yeah right. instead of just staying in my barracks room or once i moved out you know staying in my studio right. and doing whatever um that's when i really started to appreciate it and then i knew that this was home for me when i don't remember exactly i don't know if it was a trip with her or another like uh, thing with uh jpac but i'm um, coming back and hearing like the aloha and mm-hmm. blah 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 blah, and yeah, right? seeing mahalo on the trash cans, yep. you know, just little <laughs> little things. I was like, oh my gosh, I miss this place. Oh yeah, man. When I go to the mainland, I'm saying aloha to everybody. I yeah. know they look at me all cross-eyed, <laughs> and I say mahalo, and they're like, <laughs> what? And I'm just like, sorry, you know, yeah. it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'll, I remember the first time I was here, mm. you would walk down Waikiki, and people would just be looking at everything, mm. just absorbing it, taking it all. Yeah. In. Nowadays, people are like this, looking oh, at God. their phone. Yeah. I mean, 
a, a plane could crash mm-hmm. on Moana Lua, which I guess it did the other day. It did? Yeah, right up the road. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. I didn't even heard that. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Um, but that's that's a, that's how much, I mean, mm. you know, 25 years, things mm-hmm. people change. It's crazy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I, I am thankful every day. I wake up, thank mm. God, say thank you for my wife, my family, mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. Thank you for blessing us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a ritual. Every time I get in my truck, that's one of the first few things I say, just because I get to, to live in an amazing place, you mm-hmm. know? Um, no matter how good or how bad it is, it's mm. cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right on. Um, if you don't mind um, talking a little bit about your time, like deploying to the Middle East, like I'm not even sure what questions to ask, honestly, because I have no point of reference myself. <laughs> um, but it was very interesting being in a joint command mm-hmm. and mostly Army mm-hmm. and, and hearing some stories from them. Um, just like some, like it could either be a training exercise or like actual operations or something. Uh, it was just like, wow, really? And it helped me kind of see, understand them, because not all of them were the most personable people. Mm-hmm. And at first it was like, oh, what a jerk. But then telling, you know, get to know them, and I guess earn their trust. And um, then they would kind of open up a little bit and tell a story, not like in a like kumbaya way, just yeah. like, you know, um, oh, how does how does the story, every story is, not every story, but a lot of stories start like, um, no, wait, no shit. No shit, there I was. Yeah, exactly. Yes, no <laughs> shit, there I was. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And, yep. and it's like, wow, okay. And you can t- you can usually tell when someone's BSing and yep. when someone's telling the truth. Um, well, um, again, it comes down to respecting other people and cultures and yeah. that nature, right? Sure. So um, I was very fortunate um, in the fact that I made it back every time all yeah, in one piece. for real. Um, the last one was a doozy. I got hit quite a bit. Mm. Um, um my platoon, our, my truck specifically, uh, we got we got blown up quite a few times. Oh my God. Um, uh, victim-operated IEDs, mm. um, improvised explosive devices. Uh, victim-operated, like they meaning were... They... Basically, they were in place somewhere. Um, you're the victim. If you get blown up, you're oh, the victim, right? Oh, gotcha, So your gotcha. vehicle drove over it, whatever. Okay, nature, gotcha, right? gotcha. Um, and those are, the, those are real morale busters because... Mm-hmm. You have to react to one getting blown up. Yeah. Two, you've got to have instant security. Three, the adrenaline's going. You want to just kill someone, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, there's no one around mm-hmm. because it's victim operated. It's something that's been preordained, pre-planned huh. mm-hmm. due to travel pattern, whatever you name it. Yeah. However, they think right. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, what I, I always tried to immerse myself in whatever culture I was with. Mm. Uh, when I was in Iraq, um, you know, I learned Arabic. Um, mm. You know, Titi Amriki was like. Big, one of the things you'd say all the time, do you speak English? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, and then they would go, they'd be like, Titi Arabi? And I was like, Nam, which means yes. Huh. Right? And then huh. um, one of the things, you know, I, I lived and worked with my counterparts, you know, so mm. I would literally, I went full blown immersing myself into their culture as far as learning what made them tick, mm-hmm. speaking to them in their native tongue, mm-hmm. sometimes teach them how to speak, you know, English. Yeah. Um, that's the difference. Mm. It was more than just carrying a rifle and point and shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the type of mission set that I was in. Right. Mm. So, um, come back full circle, come back to big army. We'll go to Afghanistan, kind of a hybrid, you know, you mm. have your counterparts that do a, what we would call a big army mission, mm-hmm. but you weren't really living with them. They had their side of the compound. You had your side of the compound. So mm-hmm. I would spend a lot of time with my Muterjum, which is your interpreter. Mm. Um, learning as much as I could about them because each time I went to Afghanistan it was a different location mm. different well Pashto one area Dari the other area Farsi the other area I mean it's mm. and with those different um, 
languages are different types of cultures and folks as far as whether they're educated, non-educated, which I shouldn't say non-educated because mm. everyone is educated to some degree as far as life, right? Oh, sure, sure. But whether they were... Formal education. Formal, yes, mm. education. And once you got outside of the bigger cities, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Bagram, Kandahar, mm. um, Jalalabad, mm -hmm. uh, and you got out to the actual tribal areas, yeah, no real formal education out there. Mm. So <clears throat> a lot of their education was stuff that's passed down from generation to generation, right? Mm, so, sure, sure. So, yeah, it's just um, learning to respect that, understand that, accept that. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, General Petraeus, God bless him, he was a great leader. He mm. got it. He get you know, his coin um, counterinsurgency uh, operations manual that he had spent many, I'm sure, days years or whatever to put together talked about you know getting into the inner circle um and becoming mm -hmm. a part of them to understand them and he quoted a lot of times uh sir lawrence of arabia or you know sir lawrence was um uh, a leader from uh britain right mm -hmm. and he really uh, back in the days of i don't want to say um oh what's the famous arabic uh, oh gosh uh Salah Hadin, I think it was during that time. Okay. Um, he literally learned um, how they operated and embraced what they did and and suggested for them to come up with their benchmarks of how they would measure success versus saying this is a success, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So General P understood that, and he was trying to get us as a big army, mm -hmm. big force to understand that we're so used to having measures of success of what, makes you successful for the mission mm -hmm. those don't necessarily line up with a, a different culture if mm -hmm. you say hey you're a go at shooting if you can shoot 40 out of 40 with this particular weapon set that's great for us but for them mm -hmm. their measure of success will be the fact that i know how to operate my weapon and can actually shoot it straight yeah <laughs> is a measure of success <laughs> right yes yeah so and that's that's the mindset and unfortunately um most uh, battlefield commanders they say yes they get it but they don't get it mm -hmm. because it's all about the end state, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'm not trying to bash on them, but it's yeah. just most people, you know, if you're a type A personality, you want to do it my way, my way's the right way, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, they're not ah, cool. Hey, and that's why we're where we're at and mm. we do what we do, I guess. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, so I don't talk too much about it. Rory has gotten mm. more out of me than I've really wanted. <laughs> sure. And it's crazy because when he has a client that's deployed as many times, if not more, He'd be like, oh, my God, Jay was probably in that area. And he'd be like, Jay, hey, who did you work with? And then <laughs> he's like, and Jason, you know, he's kind of humble. He won't tell you, you know, that he got mm. blown up 19 times in 23 days. I'm mm. like, Rory, come on now, man. Like, <laughs> seriously. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I don't I don't talk about the, the graphic part of it so much. I of try course. to remember more of the fun times because, again, I don't want to hold on to any of that negative stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, some people might consider that avoidance, but honestly – I'm not avoiding it. I'm just choosing to let it go. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a difference between uh, hmm, acknowledging it happened, and accepting it. Yeah. You know, it happened. There's nothing that can be done about it yeah. versus, like, just shutting it out or, like, uh, dismissing, I'll, I'll, denying it. Well, I'll be honest with you. Five years ago, Jason was that guy that mm -hmm. I just couldn't get past it, mm -hmm. you know? Luckily, I've got a rock of a wife. You know, mm -hmm. she's very supportive helped me go to and talk to the proper people to help get me through some things. Right, and, right. And uh, that's the difference. Um, if and I wouldn't have had her, I don't think I'd be the man that you see today. I yeah, guarantee. I yeah. probably could have got stuck in a dark place. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I, it, to me, it's just easier just to let it go. But mm-hmm. then again, that's forty-four-year-old Jason talking now, right? Know, so the wisdom of years. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, shucks, so many directions can go with that. Like in my own experience, I've you know I've never been to war. I've never mm-hmm. experienced combat or anything like that. I have seen some shit in my life, um, personal stuff, and um, and for a long time, yeah, I was kind of in a. a still struggle with it because you never really get you get over things but you never get rid of things exactly uh you learn how to deal with it and that's what three years of therapy did for me yep was prepare me you know for the years to come um and it wasn't like you know slam bang right out the gate yeehaw gold medal because you never get a gold medal you know You, you just keep running you keep running from one thing to the next and that's and that's a difference too, running to the next thing instead of running from from, the last thing. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, on, on just on principle, I guess I can, I can relate and kind of understand. I mean, most people can understand it. It's just whether or not you can apply it. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And some people just don't have the capacity Mm -hmm. or they just, uh, they're just in a bad spot. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of people tell me all the time, like, Jay, how are you even normal right now? Yeah. And I'm like, well, if you would have met me five years ago, we probably wouldn't be having the same conversation Mm because I wasn't normal. I was just like every other guy that was having issues. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and we but, don't have to get too far into yeah. it either. But like the a uh, couple of episodes ago with uh, Jenkins, I don't know if you mm-hmm. heard that episode. We talk about like suicide mm-hmm. and how yeah. um, there's the stigma around that and depression. Um, and yet, when we do lose someone, mm-hmm. um, then everyone's like, "Oh, you know, R.I.P. Um, see you in Valhalla, whatever." But prior to that, we're like, um, you know, "Oh, just just suck it up, just man up, <laughs> whatever." Da, 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 da. Yeah. Because um, I have another friend. Uh, uh, I was in A school with that I hope to get on here at some point who has like been through some serious stuff um, and he's come out the other side thank goodness and is, is thriving and whatnot he's starting his own business mm-hmm. business uh, oh business yeah <laughs> none of my business yeah um, quote Mike Tyson <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah yeah um, I appreciate you opening up a little bit I don't you know never want to get into anything anyone's uncomfortable talking about. I, I don't know if this is the, the right form at the right time. Of course, yeah. You know what no. I mean? Like, uh, yeah. I, I was kind of put on the spot on another radio show that you're aware of that mm. I used to be part of. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I, that, again, mm. rearview mirror, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm just thankful to be alive. Yeah. We'll be here with yeah. friends, family, all that good stuff. And, Absolutely. And, you know, good news is I'm obviously well-trained to mm-hmm. where I can take care of my family. God forbid something happens. Yeah. You know, I'm not a doomsdayer either, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you never know, right? Yeah, you want never to be prepared. Be prepared. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm just all about, right now it's about leaving a legacy. I, that's mm. the other thing. I, I mm-hmm. really want to leave a legacy that uh, I did everything that I could to um, improve my foxhole yeah. uh, and help those around me, right? Mm-hmm. Um when you look at tr- the truly successful people, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> they're not philanthropic because they're trying to win a, a gold star. Mm. They've just finally come to that point. Like, okay, they've, they've figured out, okay, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've don't, how can I make everyone else around me better? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not asking that person that's struggling that has the minimum wage job to try to help everyone else around them because that guy or gals, they're just trying to survive right now too, right? Yeah, sure. But eventually you got to get to a point, again, it's about having that goal, mm. right? So mm-hmm. my legacy, I like I said, I've got six grandkids. Mm. Two that are blood, four that aren't, but 
I can't exactly say you're my grandbaby or not, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they grow up, they're growing up in poverty. Mm. Um, and yes, I could financially pay for everything for them right now. Mm. I could. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, their parents aren't going to learn other than it's that entitlement thing, right? Mm. So we have done the proper, we, we've set aside funding for each grandchild. Mm. Um, we've acquired real estate things that for when we pass mm-hmm. um, that hopefully as we st- continue to stay in touch and, and be a part of their lives, hopefully some of the stuff that we've learned can rub off on them to mm-hmm. where when they become of age, <clears throat> they can break that chain or at least have something to start off with mm-hmm. to break that chain. Right. Yeah. Um, I haven't given up on their parents. It's just, um, and they're making strides. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Caden's doing well. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's, 24, so I guess that's still young, but mm. I try to let him know that before he knows it, he'll be 34. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's crazy. Uh, you know, you've, uh, again, he's part part of that generation that they just don't mm. have a target. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping he finds it out someday. You know, some people's targets are their kids, they mm. live for their kids. Hey, mm. that's cool too. Yeah. Um, right. Like I said, yeah, I, I want to leave a legacy. I want people to know that when I pass, that I did everything I could to make this a better place, mm-hmm. um, help as many people as I could within reason. Mm. Um, and they knew that I was always true to my word. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, those are, those are big things. And, and part of the things that drive that are those memories I talk about, you mm-hmm. know, where, why would you want to marry him? He'll always be poor. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll never amount to anything. He's going to join the military, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, that type of stuff. Um, I think that's part of the fuel mm-hmm. part of it, a little part of it, but, sure. uh, and then proving people wrong. I've always loved the underdog. <laughs> um, I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just do. Maybe it's because I was so small and I was picked on all the time when I was younger. And, mm. and people now, they're like, there ain't no way you were small. I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> when I graduated high school, I was 6'2", 150 pounds. I had a 28-inch waist. That's about as small as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look like Skeletor. <laughs> um, uh, the, the neighborhood girl could beat me up. Um, <laughs> you know, so, mm. but yeah, you know, it's... Uh, like I said, we, we all are educated in some form or uh, matter or form as far mm. as our culture, where we grew up, people that inspire us. Um, I want to be able to inspire people, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and encourage people the right way. Mm-hmm. And I know that comes with being able to articulate my words a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, maybe before I pass, you know, I will have learned the, to master the, the art of speaking articulately but i seriously <laughs> doubt it <Nah>. um, <laughs> but uh yeah you know it's just uh um just leaving stuff in a better spot than than where i started yeah so awesome very uh, cool i think that's pretty much about it right yeah it works. we have too much else to talk about that works for me if you feel good yeah I, okay I did. uh those of you that are listening uh, probably my mom <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, hopefully uh, we've provided some value today. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and here's the cool thing: even if you don't want a loan, you need someone to talk to. If you think I might connect with you on levels, mm. you know, give me a call. Right um, on. Yeah, I always tell people I'm. Like I said, I, I just want to help people as mm-hmm. well uh, through one form or another. Yeah. Obviously, my main venue is being able to help people acquire home ownership, mm. but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. So. Right on, man. Cool. Cool. All right, brother. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, sir. Bye.